Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. We meet so many people and they really put a lot of effort for us to meet various kinds of people, like top notches in, in, in their fields, which was very, very inspiring. Has it been your dream to become an engineer, to switch from the job that you're working right now, be taken seriously, get a full-time salary and be coding? Then go to hackreactor.com, the trusted resource to become a credible engineer. That's hackreactor.com slash scholarships if you want to check out more on how to become an engineer at no cost at all. Remember to enter in the code WEARELATECH. We could not do this without the community believing in our vision together. We Are LA Tech is independently funded, funded by you, the community. So to support We Are LA Tech, go to patreon.com slash We Are LA Tech. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash We Are LA Tech. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast. I have an amazing bonus episode for you. It's almost like an LA tech event-ish spotlight. It's this incredible program called Ideas Forum Emergent Program that brings extraordinary MBA students interested in technology from Tel Aviv, Israel to the Los Angeles tech scene. And so here it goes. Get ready to experience two extraordinary women in tech. And they are absolutely nervous to be on the podcast because I have not prepped them whatsoever. They are going in blind and they think I'm crazy, which is totally fine because I am a little bit crazy. But I know I assure assured them, and I think you guys will agree that by the end of our conversation, they will feel completely comfortable and they will feel just so great that they were able to inspire all of you. These girls are building a company. We can't talk about it much. It's a nameless company right now, but it's in the podcasting space. So they want to kind of guest pseudo guest host me and ask me questions about what it is to be a podcaster. She's giving me a thumbs up and I knew what I was doing all along. So what we're going to do is first, we're going to walk you through a little bit on their background and why they are women in tech. We're going to take you through the Israeli women in tech scene. And then we're going to talk a bit about what like made them passionate about podcasting, why they want to build a podcasting company in this industry. And then they're going to ask me anything that they want to ask. And I'm not prepared at all. And I'm, a, but I am ready and willing to answer anything. Thing. So let's get started. First, let's go ahead and introduce yourselves to everyone listening so they get an idea of who you girls are. Um, so my name is Adi from Israel. I'm working with Leon on a project in the podcast area. Uh, Leon will present herself soon, but we know each other for almost eight years. We did our first degree together also in Hebrew University in Jerusalem. We studied nothing to do to do as tech at all. We studied uh, philosophy, political science and economics which was very interesting and very, uh, you know, mind opening, a lot of uh, different areas. And now we're doing our MBA together in Tel Aviv University. And we're here on a program from the MBA. You're here in Los Angeles. Here in Los Angeles from uh, with a program from the MBA, which is uh, about entrepreneurship. Uh, we're getting to know the California ecosystem. We went three days in San Francisco. Now we're in L.A., Amazing. And we're here. <laughs> Before I move ahead, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself as well? So I'm Niron. As Adi mentioned, we know each other for many years. We're very close friends. We actually used to live together uh, in Jerusalem. I have a marketing experience till today. 
So I will add to a D that the program that we hear from, actually, we are here six uh, women. Uh, it's completely not planned that everyone here is, uh, are women and not men. Oh, no, cool. no men at all. Yeah. I like that it wasn't exclusive, though. It just no, happened to no, be that No, just like, yeah. uh, last year. Uh, and what is the program? So it's called uh, Ideas Immersion. Yeah, by David. Yeah, yeah. by David. Exactly. Love David. Yeah. And I- last year, he act, like the program, actually, they had 10 men. Only men. Again, accidental. Ac- totally yeah. accidental. Yeah. 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 So it's very interesting how it happened. Like, you know what's really... It, David's last name is Dorfman, right? Yeah. Right. So I emceed um, one of the Ideas Forums a couple years ago. I did, actually, it totally... I think my friend that introduced us, Corey, may have mentioned it to me, but it, I, I totally uh, spaced on the, that we have that connection in common. And I love that you brought him up because he's so supportive of women in tech. And so I would love for you to talk a little bit about David and the Ideas Forum and what that means. Um, for you guys to have an idea, you know, I run We Are LA Tech and I was going through a really, really tough emotional journey with it. I think it was in the end of 2015, if I remember correctly. And I had a coffee with David. He was like, let me, let me just support you. Let's have a conversation. And I just broke down. I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, you know, I, at the time, what my challenge was is that um, I'd been running We Are LA Tech for a few years and I set out this email for contributors and I didn't get the response that I needed to sustain the whole thing. And um, I also had this kind of experimental program on doing offline experiences with people in the LA tech scene. And um, so David was asking me about it. And then he said, and I said, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to make this happen. I, you know, I, I wanted to deliver so much value to the community, but except, you know, I was just in this struggle and he goes, wait, your customers are telling you what they want. I'm like, what customers? And he's like, your experience club members, they're your customers. And at that time, like it was really about, community work in my mind. Maybe I didn't feel that I was worthy enough to be a business owner again or something like that. Some I had some sort of block, but he said, no, your experience club members are your customers and that's where you should shift your focus for 2016. And then I did. And it was incredible advice. And I think it was a pivotal decision in the growth of like what I'm doing today. Um, but yeah, so so please share more about David and about Ideas for him and the work that he does and how he's supportive of other female entrepreneurs and women in tech. So I think David runs the, like there's a Friends of Tel Aviv University organization and he like runs West, the West side, the West coast. Um, and he and Corey built this program. That's like three weeks uh, in LA and a few days in San Francisco, all about like entrepreneurship, really doing it from ground to bottom about everything from like uh, understanding who your customer is, your user, your if you have multiple users, doing UX, product, business sites, like everything, a lot of different aspects of like how it is like to really build a startup. Uh, we meet so many people and they really put a lot of effort for us to meet various kinds of people, like top notches in, in, in their fields, which was very, very inspiring. Uh, we got to ask like to really, you know, really... Um, try out things and like really experience um, expressing ourselves and our ideas in a very safe environment, mm-hmm. which we think is very important and very valuable for us. Super, yeah. So, so that was and and got all the time got really good feedback. Some sometimes contradicting feedback, which is also part of the game. Um, so I think all of us, I mean the six of us, really went through. And I mean, 
it's our last day. Like tomorrow is demo day. Demo day. And how long is the whole thing? Three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. So you've been in Los Angeles for three weeks? We've or how been does it work? like two weeks in Los Angeles. Yeah, two and a half weeks in Los Angeles and three days in uh, in San Francisco. Amazing. It's interesting that Los Angeles dominated over San Francisco, especially with my We Are LA Tech work. I'm like, hey, that's fascinating. What Do you feel that, what would you say, and I'm asking more for like selfish reasons, what would you say has been the biggest advantage it being in Los Angeles doing this work versus a place like San Francisco or, or New York or something like that? So I think um, a big adventure was, uh, was actually the weather, which was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> totally. totally. It's, it's, it's very similar, you know, the energy here. It's very similar to Tel Aviv, actually, that you, like you're near the beach and like it's very, it's something very unique, I think. Yeah. Like everyone are really like cool and like m- not stressed. Like, right, right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, something different, I think. Yeah. But in terms of like business wise, I think there are so many opportunities here. Uh, it really, uh, it it really got so much clearer for us how good are the opportunities here because San Francisco is like really intense. Yeah, and how do you say like crowded? Yeah, in, in yeah. And everyone, like all the big companies sits there. And obviously it was amazing experience to be there as well and to meet all like the professionals. Right. But uh, I think I think in LA you really get to talk with uh, like the local people yeah. and uh, your customers maybe because everyone are like more settled down here. Right. And not like visiting San Francisco or coming to work there. Feel like more... Um, Settle down. Like yeah, maybe a community. You, maybe yeah. In, yeah, maybe that's what the word that I was looking. Yeah, that San for. Francisco is like a like a stop on the way for everyone. Yeah, right? exactly. And here it's more like um like a real place somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Not to yeah, no. Not to say bad actually, things about San Francisco. We, we loved San Francisco, and we we actually spent there like three more days just like touring, and we had amazing weather as well, which which I heard is uh, not very common. and um okay so so tell me a little bit more so you apply for ideas for them and now you're you've been in california for about three weeks and by the way if you guys want to check out ideas for them later carl our amazing teammate will be sure to include in the show notes we'll also include david dorfman's information and Corey jay's information so you could like cyber stalk them on twitter or the social medias wherever you want to go and this is all in pursuit of building a company within the podcasting industry right uh yeah so we actually participated in a pre-accelerator course in university uh, in, back in Tel Aviv. Back in yeah. Tel Aviv, yeah. yeah. We al- we always knew that there will be a program in LA, and if we want, right. can we can apply. But um, so it was also an amazing experience. Uh, many like design thinking uh, workshop right. and just perfecting the concept, right. And, and Ideas Forum is pretty much a connector between um, what's going on in Israel and what's going on in the U.S. Correct? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And is it and and uh, Ideas Forum, as far as I know, is based in Los Angeles, or is it based in both? Yeah. It's based no. In, yeah. It's Los based Angeles. in Los Angeles. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I, go ahead. Yeah. I think there will be also a, a program in Chicago. Um, few weeks. Cool. Yeah, in few weeks. Awesome. So we just started to think, like, what do we like to do? And Adi and I know each other for many years and we think alike. And we just came up like, okay, we are finishing our MBA in 
two months or so and right. we'll stop learning like it's, it's the end no well, like, i mean we can always learn in life no, yeah but like how how do you learn yeah. new things how do totally. you gain new knowledge how do you keep yourself like inspired and so we thought okay we should start listening to podcast podcast is not that big in israel to be honest yeah like it's just starting totally and we is it ex- it's, it does it have momentum there like it does yeah here? Yeah, 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 yeah. It really has momentum and very interesting people started yeah. to create like their own podcast. Incredible. Yeah. And we just started like as friends to talk about podcasts and to share uh, reviews and like, so that, that's how the whole idea uh, began. We just yeah. wanted to, to continue learning and being like the best version of ourselves right. through podcast. Yeah. And we thought, okay, it's like it's pretty hard to to do it to to start listening to podcasts it's a hard um process yeah i think uh, yeah because really we only have and i am so grateful for our partnership with apple but we only have a- apple as the primary as it's, it's like the dominant space of there's no other way to have um clean fluid discoverability okay. right yeah yeah Yeah, and, so and there's so like there's so many out there. Like, yeah, how do you start even like to choose if if I choose any subject uh, that I totally. want to listen to? I agree. Yeah, it's it's very. I usually hard. I usually rely. Do you guys know Gimlet Media? Yeah, yeah, I usually rely on like Gimlet Media. I'm like pretty much anything Gimlet produces will be great. So mm. yeah, yeah, that's a good way actually. <laughs> um, So we are now like in the peak of our empathy process, just talking to uh, heavy podcast listeners and podcast creators to understand, to better understand their needs. Right. And that's what actually we wanted to talk to you about. All right. And now the interview begins. Yeah, we heard that you are... Honestly, like we heard great stuff about you and you also read. And Except the part that I wouldn't prep you at all. And I just made you go on air immediately <laughs> well, yeah, after like three minutes of meeting you. Yeah, but that's probably why you have interesting podcasts because you take people and put them out of their comfort zone. So that's good. I'll roll. I'll roll with it. <laughs> so I'm ready. What questions do you have for me? So like a very basic question. How do you get to know your listeners? What do you know about them? Yeah. So I've, I've, well, I've had, um, three shows. I've had Hello Customer, which focused on large brands like Zappos and Levi's and how they delivered extraordinary customer experience. Then I have We Are LA Tech, which spotlights LA tech companies, uh, and, uh, and the resources and LA startups. And then Women in Tech that features women in tech around the world, um, accelerating in technology and the concept behind, We are LA Tech is just to get to know your city. And the concept behind women in tech is if she can do it, so can I. And it, I call it actionable empowerment. And because I, I believe that we can only accomplish what we believe is possible. Even if it's like enormous, I think that the, the, or small, the first step to even make that become a reality is believing that it can become a reality. Oh, yeah. And how do you... increase like your audience like reach new audiences sure I mean so my why in doing it is because I really believe in what I'm doing I currently only produce and host we are LA tech and women in tech and so my why for we are LA tech is that um, that I really want to be able to give people a voice let people be heard when I became an entrepreneur I believed with all my heart I did I created a sports company it was my second company I believe with all my heart 
and soul and money and spirit that it was going to become what I wanted it to become. And it didn't. And I didn't have the right people around me to help support me in achieving that dream. But I wasn't aware that um, all I needed to do was believe in myself and I would have achieved so much more. And so that led me to moderating several business panels over the years and giving talks. And the reason why I'm so passionate about that, most people give talks for credibility or sell books. I give talks because I picture the 18-year-old version of myself in the audience, and I want to give her every single last opportunity and support to make sure she succeeds. And so I thought, how amazing would it be if I could take that kind of energy and spirit outside of just, you know, an event space and broadcast it to the world. And so us being on air right now, we don't just get to like benefit one another's lives. We're benefiting thousands of people's lives that are listening. And that's just magical to me. And so having a really strong why, my focus is on my why. And that's why even I don't look at numbers. I don't look at metrics. I know the shows do well because like it was the marquee on Apple, you know, and stuff like that. But I don't really look at that stuff because I don't want to stay focused on like what episode brought in the most viewership. I want to stay focused. How like am I impacting people positively consistently? Because maybe one episode had a few thousand listeners and uh, the, another episode had tens of thousands of listeners. It doesn't matter. The few thousand. What if only one person in there was impacted in a positive way. That's that's why I'm doing this. Like, I don't need all like tens of thousands. I just care about that I'm doing something positive in the world. And so I don't really put a lot of focus on marketing. But I think um, one thing that I found really interesting about marketing is I'm definitely I definitely share my journey. I share my story. I push myself to be really vulnerable. And I notice that that creates an emotional connection with my audience or my potential audience. So I think even though it's not done from a, a strategic place. I do think it it happens to be good marketing that I just naturally like to share my entire journey, even the parts I'm embarrassed about, because then people just discover it and they feel that authentic energy. That word authentic is getting so played out, but you get what I mean. Like they feel that energy and they want to be a part of like what I'm working on. I mean, today I just hired someone. Um, I actually have to tell our buddy Corey about it. I'm very excited. But today I hired someone to like help me run events and um and I was talking to her and and she's able to like work with me within my budget and she's awesome and all this stuff. But like, you know, I was sharing with her like, look, this is in very startup mode, et cetera. And and one thing she said on the phone and I was like really blown away because usually you equate success to like an IPO or making millions of dollars or whatever it is. She goes, wow, you're you and your company are so powerful mm-hmm. And it had nothing to do with numbers or money. It had to do with my vision and my why and my commitment to people. Like it was so fascinating to me that she used the words like, like my company and I are so powerful when she was placing that word powerful in alignment with things that in the tech industry, we don't usually give as much value to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So that's my marketing is like, I just share my story and I, I think, uh, great marketing. It's random is being consistent. Um, when I first created the We Are Light Tech podcast, 
Um, it hit number two in the country on New Noteworthy within a month, which was so exciting. But I was doing so many things. I couldn't keep up. I was editing the whole show myself. It would take me like 40 hours to edit an episode. So my weekly podcast was coming out like barely once a month. And I really like was frustrated by that. And I had to learn about delegating and hire an editor to help. And I used a site at the time called Fiverr to have someone help me. And, you know, I got really lucky. I actually still work with that person today. Like, it's awesome. And um, not for five bucks anymore. He's worth (laughs) way more than that. (laughs) But like, but, uh, but, uh, you know, like having the consistency was really key. So I was doing poor marketing by not coming out regularly. And now that it comes out regularly, it's very, uh, it's, it's, it's great marketing. And then every single person that we interview, we make sure they know about it. Now I am one of those people that I've received messages where people are like, here you go. Now share it with your audience. Like, screw you. Don't tell me what to do. Like, I don't need anybody to do something they don't feel inclined to do. I just want them to know it exists and they can do whatever they want with it. So in that way, I guess I'm a poor marketer or something. I just, I don't think you should be like dictating how people should spend their time or what they should share or not share. But, um, but yeah, I send it to everybody and, um, I don't know. I really just do my, my best. This is going to sound so hokey. I do my best to bring the most value to as many people as possible. And I just have utter faith that that is the best marketing that you could possibly do. So you said that there is a great momentum for podcasts in LA. Yeah. Like, do you feel like it's becoming, um, uh, it's already a business. We know that, but, uh, do you think it's, uh, how do you think it's like in comparison like to the radio or like music? Totally. Um, well, I don't know much about radio or music, but for podcasting itself, like I've, I've hosted the LA Podcasters Meetup. Actually, if um, you guys want to check that out, that's on meetup.com and you just search LA Los Angeles Podcasters Meetup for since 2014. And um, I think that podcasting is still... I've always identified podcasting as a similar trajectory as YouTube in the sense like in the beginning, YouTube wasn't really taken seriously. Now, podcasting has existed for a long time, but for whatever reason, and I actually could pinpoint the reasons uh, because I was a part of it before it got popular again. I just had a gut feeling. I was like, oh, this medium. It was before the podcast startup. Before, uh, what's it called? That famous murder mystery one. I can't see it. Yeah. Before Serial, I uh, I had started my show already. And I was like, I, I just have a gut feeling. And and that's why I created the LA Podcasters Meetup. Because like YouTube, in YouTube, the way you grow a channel is to collaborate with other YouTubers. And so I was like, in podcasting, let's make sure to have a place that podcasters can collaborate with one another. And so what I notice is that I mean, I do think advertisers are advertising more, but they're still stuck on numbers, like from a sense of like, here's the problem. Listening to a podcast, you're either driving your car or you're going for a run or you're doing the dishes. You're not on a phone or a computer or another mobile device. Your hands are usually, uh, and and I know you're listening on on a phone, but you're not using your phone. You're either on Bluetooth or like when I do the dishes, the phone's to the side, whatever, right? And so to it's it's hard to hard to track and on top of that we don't have the kind of analytical access that uh, uh analytic access that youtube provides or like google analytics we don't have that in podcasting so i i think like for me i charge flat fees 
And I, I, I work with it in a creative way so that it makes sense. A lot of people charge per listen, but then they don't get as much. And so you could have a million listeners, but depending on the type of audience you have, you won't make as much money or, you know, there's just so many variables. I really think that there should be more like flat fee kind of things or partnership integration deals because like it's just a different lifestyle. That's the thing that I find the most frustrating. I think it's still finding its way, which excites me. And that's just like YouTube in the beginning. Brand sponsors didn't feel comfortable advertising on YouTube channels because they're like, what is this thing? And can I trust this guy? And now they're, you know, well, not now, now, but there's all this controversy with YouTube. But like, you know, up until now, they, they've been like, you know, sponsoring YouTubers like crazy and they want that brand integration. And so I kind of see podcasting happening. You see there's a lot of podcast sponsors that sponsor uh, many shows like Har- Harry's Razors or something, Casper, um, uh, Squarespace, website building. Um, there's just so many that like kind of get it and sponsor a bunch of podcasts. I know FreshBooks recently came to me and asked to sponsor the show. FreshBooks, hope, hope it's okay to mention that. It's fine. <laughs> but like, you know, like there's different companies now coming to, um, to uh, they, they get it. But I still think there's a disconnect between the lifestyle of a podcast, or lis- podcast listener. Whereas like typically YouTube, you're like watching your screen. So you're like, actually you could type something, you could switch over and type. And it's just not the case in podcasting. So just to, to more simply answer your question, I think we're in the discovery pay, uh, phase as far as uh, business, regarding business. Yeah. Yeah. You brought up like very interesting point for us yeah and i think what we feel about podcast audience in general is it's such a like people are so engaged because they listen to you over and over and they get to know you and like they trust you yeah so it's in that sense it's really unique yeah it's different than other channels and oh i'm so glad you brought that up so one of the most incredible things about podcasting is exactly what you said pot as far as i'm aware podcasts have the highest conversion rate of trust because yeah we're inside someone's Mm -hmm. ears and it forms this level of trust and connectivity that can't be gained on any other content type and so yeah someone's more likely to go get a casper i just don't know necessarily if they'll remember the code yeah and and even they have when you're listening to a podcast the full attention is in the podcast like if you're doing your dishes or your run or you're driving you're not distracted by anything like by visuals. Anything, like, yeah. yeah, by visuals. Like when you watch TV and there are commercials, you know, you'll yeah. flip and it's totally. not it's or not be on two screens. Yeah. And it's yeah. not the same. So yeah. it's like very unique in that aspect. Yeah. Like that's what we find that we really when you listen to a podcast, you really into it. So it's so cool. Corey just stepped in as we're recording. And since Corey is very much a part, as you heard, we've been mentioning his name a bunch. Uh, in putting together this idea for him, along with David Dorfman, I wanted to ask Corey to kind of like grace us with his vocal presence for a moment, just to tell us a little bit more in his own words, what is the Ideas Forum Immersion Program? Corey, take it away. So the Ideas Immersion Program was born out of a conference with the Ideas Conference that David put together in Los Angeles. And it um, wants to champion technology um, from around the world and specifically from Tel Aviv and Israel. So, uh, David runs the, um, the West side of operations of the American friends of Tel Aviv university. And so they put together a fund as well as this program, 
to help uh, students coming out of Tel Aviv University, which is are extremely accomplished in terms of of, of setting up um, entrepreneurs to be who come out of there and are extremely successful, and bringing them over to the states, exposing them to programs to be able to learn more. So this program that we put together is a three week intensive where the students or the the entrepreneurs who come across. Um, meet with a series of experts in different fields, everything from legal to business, to product, to finance, to technology. And they get to experience um, a, a highly immersive program, which ends and culminates in them pitching to a bunch of very, very good investors. Awesome. And how can we find out more? Uh, you can go to ideasimmersion.com. Perfect. Thank you. So now I'm going to get back to my conversation with the girls. Before we kind of wrap it up, I want to make sure we discuss a little bit more. What is the women in tech space like in Tel Aviv? What's the the tech community in Tel Aviv like in general? Uh, first of all, it's amazing. Uh, and every, huge. Yeah, huge. Like uh, things happen like all the time, 24-7. Um, we both uh, worked, uh, well, in the startup uh scene yeah and um you need to remember that israeli women and men start like their career a bit uh, later because they go to the army women go for two years and men uh, for three years and they actually went for longer uh, and um so i think that the experience that we gain that during that uh, time is really meaningful in sense of like building your own company um leading a team yeah uh you get the uh, you get this experience like really early on mm-hmm. um, and only after that you go to college or some, sometimes you don't go to college because right. you actually already have the experience to start coding. Right. So it's it's Where did different. you learn the coding? So we are not coding. No, no. The community, uh, where would they learn the coding? And so, so as Leon said, the army is very, it's, uh, I think it has a lot of, um, effect on the tech community in Israel. There's a lot of really um, elite technological units. So people are 18 and go and do really amazing stuff. And a lot of uh, like startups come after the army, like people, you know, like in the company I work for, there's a lot of uh, the same unit, like that there are alumni of that unit and stuff like that. So it's very, very, so they have, and it's a really a professional advantage. So they would learn to code there or, you know, now it's, it starts even earlier because those, those elite units are very in demand. So even you, you can start in high school and right. stuff like that. So that really uh, affects the community. And also, it also affects like the whole uh, men and women, uh, you know, uh, balance, I'll say. Yeah. First, because women are also in that area, in that space, in, in, in the army and not like in the other in the more combat units. So in that in, in that aspect, they do have the kind of like the same opportunity, um, but still, it's a very um, manly um, society, I guess. Yeah, but, yeah. So it's still you can still you know in Israel as well, most founders are men and stuff. But uh, but we do have like a lot of great women in tech, also in the technology side, because they do get that experience very in early age, which is really amazing. So, And you brought up a couple of times that you're not coders yourself, you're in business. So what is your background in the tech space, in the startup world? So I work in a startup company that is in the AI field. I do finance and operation there, uh, but I think that really exposed me to really an R&D environment. I mean, it's me and like two others that are not in the R&D environment. So we know, we understand like the processes, like the whole development cycles and stuff like that and how 
really how to get a product to development and out to the market. And how did you discover the startup world to begin with? Uh, it's all over in Israel. It's not. It's, it's it, hard it, not to discover yeah, it's, it. It doesn't. It's like, yeah, you're, you're, if you're, it's very popular to say, yeah, I work in a startup company. And then you just have to like in what area, how, what's yeah. the side and stuff like that. So it's not, it's not about discovery. It's like, um, but actually I, I worked before in the Ministry of Finance. Like yeah. I worked for the government. So I did a very, and then I decided I wanted to make a change Right. And it was, I was like looking what I want to do. And I was very excited like to, to understand, like, cause I come from finance background, right. like, and I'm really excited to, to get into the startup community, like from a different position. Yeah. So it's really yeah, cool. And my experience is uh, marketing, um, like international uh, marketing. And I've been also the first employee in a startup company in the, on the real estate uh, tech Mm-hmm. industry so that's exciting yeah it was a really exciting because uh i got like to the see first employee. yeah first employee and then how big did they grow the, so now there are uh 10 employees i that's think so cool. like yeah. within a year that's or cool. a year and a half so it was a uh, most like amazing experience to see the company from the very early stage and growing like bringing the customers in right. and well, awesome. Well, I think this has been incredible. And how can people stay connected? Email, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that's that fine. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tell, yeah, tell us your email, your Facebook, whatever you feel comfortable yeah, with. Yeah, so Facebook, I'm Liron Kalish. It's L-E-E-R-O-N-K-A-L-I-S-H. And I'm Adi Deker, A-D-I-D-E-K-E-L. Probably there's a few, but, you know. Awesome. Yeah, and I will be happy to connect. We'll send you our links i love it thank you so much for making time for the women thank in tech you. podcast thank you this has been so cool you guys i've loved it so much and since we did talk about la tech i think we're going to do a rebroadcast on the we are la tech show as well i have one question though before you guys go do you feel more comfortable now yes, yes. much more but this was an oh yeah it was a great experience thank you for having us yes thank you very much so not expected to finish our trip in la here but yeah happy Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just think it was fantastic. I will see you guys, hear you guys, talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye. 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 Imagine living your normal day and getting your car fueled up on demand. Seriously. Check out LA Startup Refill Fuel and enter code WEARLATECH for $10 off. That's Refill Fuel. It's amazing. Literally, you can be anywhere and have your gas totally topped off the tank and not even have to deal with it. No more gas stations to go to refillfuel.com. That's R-E-F-I-L-L-F-U-E-L.com. Code We Are LA Tech for $10 off. Our incredible partner, Hack Reactor, helping people become legitimate engineers, is offering an outstanding scholarship program. If you don't take advantage of this, that's just nuts. Go to hackreactor.com slash scholarships and enter in We Are LA Tech. That's hackreactor.com slash scholarships and enter the code We Are LA Tech. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.